Hey everyone, welcome to episode 36 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting for nearly 30 years. This week I want to talk to you about river hunting. We discuss safety, essential equipment and technique. So let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, before we start I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoy the show this week, but before we begin, I want to give you the following information. If you want to give me feedback or interact with the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at Detecting The or Instagram at The Metal Detecting Podcast. Or if you want to pop me an email to Kieran at TheMetalDetectingShow.com. And now, if you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on SpeakPipe.com forward slash The Metal Detecting Show. The link will be in the show notes. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can actually do so now with buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. And lastly, and most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey detectorists, firstly, happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners in the United States of America, or as I like to call it, the day the history began in the USA. A few shout outs to the people who have sent me copies this week. I am fully caffeinated for the week and many thanks go to GD Zag, Declan Grace and Wayne Kelly for their support. As always, very much appreciated. A quick update this week. Firstly, if you follow me on Instagram, you are well aware of this already. But just today, I woke up to the following message from the metal detecting subreddit on reddit.com. You have been permanently banned from participating in r slash metal detecting. You can still view and subscribe to r slash metal detecting, but you won't be able to post or comment. Now, for what I hear you cry out in disgust, did I receive such a heinous ban? Well, if you're aware, there are separate chat rooms to each subreddit, and I was in the chat room just the other day when someone came on looking for suggestions for gifts for their partner who metal detects. Now, seeing this, I felt this was an ideal scenario for episode 27 the top five metal detecting gifts for 2020. Check it out if you haven't already. Just to be clear, I posted it in the chat, not on the subreddit, which received a thanks, and that was that, or so I thought. I woke up this morning to the message I read out previously, which you can imagine ticked me off, because I have been a very active premium member of the subreddit for years, with both my ancient personal account and the podcast account, of which I have awarded thousands of coin from both accounts. Now, they will stipulate that I broke the rules of the subreddit, which is, and only this rule, no YouTube links forward slash promoting YouTube channel or any other platform, right? Is a podcast a separate platform? Hardly. Is it related to YouTube? Hardly. Needless to say, I have cancelled both premium subscriptions. I did appeal the ruling, but it is clear that the moderators don't see value in valid information, but happy to bend the rules when promoting brands. So I guess I'll stick with Detector Network in the future. Make sure to check it out. This week, I want to talk to you about river detecting. Now, this is something I used to do a lot of in my ute, says the old man. But I would use my quick draw two with a bag over the control box. I would cycle eight miles to a local swimming spot with my detector and shovel on my back. This was an exercise that was reserved for warm days, of which there are very far and few in Ireland. In those days, I wasn't in possession of a wetsuit or waders and had to make do with a pair of Bermuda shorts and old sneakers. Some of the things I learned about river hunting still ring true today. 
Firstly, you're going to get a lot, and I mean a lot of rubbish and trash. Fishing hooks are a nightmare, especially if you can't see under the surface before you put your hand on it, and it is quite, very quiet, with long periods of time between finds, which, as I said, normally turns out to be rubbish, but the good finds can be rewarding, especially if you find a swimming spot to hunt. These honey holes are the pinnacle of river hunting. Other things I learned back then was that a river has the potential to be a border between two estates and that you need permission from both landowners to detect in the river. This lesson came in the form of one farmer giving me permission while the other didn't. But luckily, the side of the river where I didn't have permission was the deep side, so I just stayed away from there. Right to start, I've broken this week's topic into three sections, safety, equipment and technique. Starting with safety, you can never be too safe when entering the water. No matter how warm it is, you will get wet and cold. This needs to be managed to ensure you can stay hunting for a worthwhile period of time. If you get cold, you will make bad decisions and risk hypothermia, whose early symptoms include shivering, exhaustion and feeling very tired, confusion and fumbling hands. So watch out for these. Get yourself a good pair of waist waders, which can be tied close tight at the top. Do not, and I repeat, do not use chest waders as these can fill up with water in the event of a fall into the water and believe me, you will fall or you will bend down too far to pick up that gold doubloon. If you can't swim, get yourself an automatic life jacket. These are very low profile, offering a wide range of motion and flexibility, so much so that you won't even notice them in your hunt. These will auto-inflate if you fall into the water and will save your life. Add some waterproof socks and sensible boots to stop you slipping on wet and slippy stones and you're set from the waist down. Wear gloves. I see people free-balling it and not wearing gloves. Will it only take a severed radial artery on a cold hand where you slowly bleed out without even noticing it for you to learn this lesson? Let's hope it's only a fishing hook that teaches you one. Insect repellent. A no-brainer. Mosquitoes thrive on the river and you are a tasty treat just waiting to wander onto their dinner plate. So repel those monsters. Watch out for another indigenous animal down the river. There's always a wine or two drinking cans down there, so keep a sharp eye out for these. Finally, on safety, if you can bring a buddy, it makes total sense that you bring someone that has your back and you can have theirs, especially if the water is deeper than your knee and if you're going somewhere that is far from the beating track. Almost a safety point, but really a technology point. Nothing can destroy your detecting equipment quicker than having water ingress. So before every hunt, check the seals on your detector and pinpointer. Add some appropriate grease to maximize the life of the seals. To continue the technology and equipment vein, obviously the advice is only use a waterproof detector or pinpointer for river hunting. But if you fancy taking a risk, like I did years ago, and your detector comes with a waterproof coil, Like most do these days, then you can wrap your sensitive bits in plastic, but don't get carried away and dip the control box in the drink. A top tool that is not essential, but definitely handy, is a strong magnet on a pole. Once you detect a find, you can probe about the hole with the magnet, and if it's a bit of iron or trash, you will attract it easily. This is especially handy for fishing hooks. Finally, headphones are an essential part of river hunting. You will not hear your detector over the burbling water, so headphones are a must. I think the technology side is common sense. Just make sure what you're using is waterproof or waterproofed. To wrap up river hunting, there are a few techniques to consider that includes where to hunt on a river. Great places to hunt that have proven to be successful time and time again 
are under bridges. And this includes if you're magnet fishing. This is one of the best places to hunt. Fact in capital letters. Fact. People have thrown stuff off bridges for millennia. Either for luck, to appease the gods or to dispose of something in a hurry as they walk over it. Bridges are a prime spot to jump off for an adrenaline-inducing, pocket-emptying dive resulting in a honey hole that can't be compared. Artificial dams can be included here too. I remember reading a story online of a chap that would spend his whole time hunting in scuba gear at the bottom of a dam. He would pick up all sorts of dropped valuables and coins. There was so much of it there that he would hardly have to hunt for it. So bridges and dams are good. But remember to look for places that used to have a bridge. Maybe that bridge is run down or maybe the river was shallow enough years ago so that horses could cross. The sight of this should get you excited. Riverbanks are a great spot to check but there is a lot of it. So check places where a natural beach has formed or the bank has fallen away due to erosion. And finally check bends in the river. My understanding is that Heavier objects such as coins and gold will accumulate on the outside edge of the bend based on the direction of the river's current, so be sure to check these places. Some top tips in metal detecting technique when hunting a river. Travel in the direction of the current. This will result in the silt being carried away quicker when digging a hole, but it also means that if your find pops out of the hole mid-dig, it will be more likely to travel forward back into your hunting zone. Travelling in this direction will help you conserve energy also, as you will not have to fight the current. Sweep your detector very slowly. You will tire yourself out quickly using your detector as a paddle. Always ground balance as soon as you get in the water and repeat regularly during the hunt. Use your foot to help mark your find when pinpointing. Pinpoint the find with your detector and mark this spot by keeping your foot in front of the spot. Then. Place your sand scoop on your toes and dig down. This will help you become consistent in digging finds. Have I missed anything? I haven't hunted a river in a while. Let me know, but I think safety for you and safety for your detector is the most important thing to take away today. That's it for this week. I hope you like this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. Actually, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash metaldetecting. Also, if you would like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show. The link will be in the show notes. If you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down and happy hunting. Happy hunting.